And the question is, how do I survey the cross? How do I survey the wondrous cross? The Bible says, by faith, it is impossible to please God. So now we discover that we're going to survey the wondrous cross by faith. We sung earlier on. What we in our prior earlier on we talk about the fate of that thief. And so we realize that the only way to come to the Lord is by faith. So the the fate of that thief was a big contributor of saving his life. I was able to cry out to the Savior, remember me when thou comest goest into thy kingdom. And so we have in Colossians 2 6, it says, As he has therefore received the Lord, so walk ye in him. How, how do we receive the Lord? By faith. And now we are encouraged to walk in him by faith. Galatians 5 Walk in the Spirit. You shall not fulfill the lust or the desire of the flesh. We have First John 5. If we walk in the light, he's in the light. We have fellowship. And also we have Second Corinthians 5, 7, where we would say faiths become the lens in which we view everything. Our relationship could probably sums up in one sentence and it could be walking with God. And I have a, a special character in mind we find him over in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 5 to 6. And it's Enoch. There's not much said about Enoch in the Bible. So let's go over to Hebrews in our passage, chapter 11, verses 5 and 6. Hebrews 11, 5 and 6. Thanks for it. He says, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see the death. And it was not, he was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. He says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So over there in, in Hebrews 11, it says, <clears throat> I would consider that to be Enoch's legacy. And we want to look at his life, his legacy, and lessons about Enoch. So where are the lessons about Enoch? We have Enoch in about five passages in the Bible. And you could say more is said of him in the New Testament than the Old Testament. Um, we, have, we have his genealogy. We have 
this source in Genesis chapter 5. So let's turn over to Genesis chapter 5, and we're going to find a little, little bit about his life. So we're going to look at his life first in Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5, verse 18 to 24. Genesis 5, 18 to 24. He says, Jared lived 162 years and begot Enoch. After he begot Enoch, Jared lived 800 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Jared were 962 years and he died. Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch was 365 years and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. The life of Enoch, there's not much. Enoch did not do a lot of things like, he did not find a city like Nimrod. He didn't build anything like build an ark. So there's not a lot of things about him. He was an ordinary guy, we must say. And he was also a family man. But something happened in Enoch's life at age 65 and it's kind of give us some hope for for us who who like i don't know i it's been a while that i've been struggling and um i don't know if there's much hope for me i gotta tell you but for enoch it was it took him 65 years to get to that point and after age 65 enoch had a son and from that day on, Enoch made a choice that he would walk with God. So I have a question for all of us, for myself, my family, and everyone who are listening. If, if you should live for 300 years, what would be your testimony? Could your testimony be that I walk with God? I would say Enoch lived, have an extraordinary relationship with God because of the simplicity of it. In, in verse 21, that's where he made, he made that choice to walk with God. And if we, if, if we walk with God, we do not follow the crowd. If the crowd is doing wrong things, are going the wrong way, 
We do not follow the crowd. And we might say, Enoch, thing wasn't as bad as it is now. I would tell you maybe it was worse because God joined the whole earth, both man and beast, because of how bad it was. In his generation, he, he was here just before the flood. He lived before just before the flood. And God had destroyed that whole generation. So we could say Enoch was living in a very testing time. And we are also living a testing time. Could we say that we could, we could live above reproach, above all what's going on, all the garbage that's going on in the world today? Could we say we could survive by walking with God for 300 years? I tell you a story. There was a there was a spider that has his web into a little old house, and he kept it real clean because he don't want other flies to get suspicious that they could lose their life. One day, a very smart fly was passing by. And the spider said, come on in, have a seat. He said, no, I'm not silly. There's no other flies in there. But he looked down, he saw a brown paper with some flies dancing around on it. He said, but that's not bad. There's other flies in there. Just before he landed, the bee was passing by. He said, silly, don't, don't land in there. It's fly paper. He said, don't be silly. They're having fun. They're dancing. So he went inside and he lost his life. And so we, we are thinking about others are doing it. Uh, you know, others are, are doing it so we can. We have to be led by faith. And we have to walk by faith like Enoch did. Enoch was a prophet. Jude, verses 14 and 15, Enoch was a prophet. And we could see why he gave his son's name Methuselah, which was the longest liver. And his name has some significance because the meaning of Methuselah he says, man of descending forth. It means that after his death, the judgment would come on the earth. So he was a prophet also. And so Methuselah became the longest liver on the earth. So we can see how God was gracious, was holding back so the people could repent. And so after Methuselah's death, the flood came the same year. They, there was a Sunday school lesson that the kids went and 
when the kids came home, one of the parents asked, what was the Sunday school lesson about today? Yeah, it was about this man, Enoch. He said, tell us the lesson. He said, this man, Enoch, was walking with God, and they walk and walk so far. It was almost dark. And God said, but Enoch, since you're walking with me so long, why don't you come home with me? And they've been walking ever since. What a wonderful story. I, I like that story. So Enoch's life. How about, let's turn back to our passage, Hebrews 11, and look a little bit at his legacy. What can we say of the legacy of Enoch? Hebrews 11, verse 5. He had a testimony that he pleased God. We're trying to look for something really, really great according to um, human terms. But his legacy is that he pleased God. So we could probably look at uh, like a, a pre-flood pre spirituality. What, what is it like before the flood? So we might thinking that it's some strong rules and regulation, but it was not. We go to, um, if, if we look in Genesis, In Genesis, early part of Genesis, that says Adam walked with God. God walked with man in the cool of the day. Let me go over and check. Um, Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. So you see, the whole principle of pleasing God is to walk with God. We have Abraham in Genesis 17. I am the Almighty. Walk before me and be thou perfect. We have in, in Noah, Genesis 6, verses 8 and 9. Let me read that one. Genesis 6, verses 8 and 9. It says, But now I found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. That's pre-flood spirituality. We have Abraham in Genesis 24. Abraham said to his servant to choose, to choose a bride for Isaac. The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel to, to prosper your way. So Abraham walked with God. He says, walk with God is different from a time with God. It's different from a weekend with God. Walking with God is a consistent daily walking with God, living a life that above reproach. We're not saying to be perfect because God is the only one who is perfect but we have to be obedient to the Lord and living a life above reproach. It is like letting God in everything that we do and that we say. God did not ex ex exist to please us. This is not the way it really is. We are here to discover 
who God is and to find out how he can use us and for us to worship him. When we can do that, then we will find out who we really are. We have Revelation 4.11 that we are and were created for his pleasure. Jesus said, I always do those things that please his father. John 8.29 My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. That's John 4.24 You know, when pleasing God becomes the number one factor in our lives, the rest will fall into place. When it becomes the number one factor in our lives, the rest will fall into place. Let it be that simple, just pleasing God. So we, we have talked about a little about the life of Enoch. We talked a little bit about the legacy of Enoch. Um, how about just a, a couple lessons from Enoch? And in the same passage, Hebrews 11, it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. We have two men of faith, Abel, a man entered into faith. We have Enoch, a man who walked by faith. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The lessons of Enoch the only way to please God is by faith. So we could conclude that the only way to please God is by faith. First, you have to come to God. To come to God, you have to believe God. To believe God, you have to believe in God. And not just in God, but the right God. The God of the Bible. Some people say, I believe that there's a God. But the writer here is implying that is a personal God. Notice that he says, He is. And that He is a rewarder of those that seek Him, are diligent to seek Him. If you seek Him, you will find Him. That's who God is. You know, the Old Testament uh, presents God as God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In the New Testament, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We must believe in the right God and come to the right God. So you have to believe that He is and that He's a rewarder. If you seek him, you will find him. If you seek him, you will find him. That's a rewarder. That's in, um, that's in Jeremiah 29, 13. Only a personal God can reward. Not, he's not a force, not just a higher power. He's a personal God. 
He said in, in Proverbs 8, verse 17, I love those who love me and those who seek me will find me. That's God as a rewarder. We, we have a wise word from David to Solomon. He says to Solomon, his son, if you seek him, he will be found by you. That means we have there as God, as a rewarder. God is everything, beloved, in control. When I think about um, Enoch, it's a great challenge for me. Enoch walked with God for 300 years. And he's simple, walking with God every day. Not saying he was perfect, but he pleased God. Can it be said of us that we please God? Today, if you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, today, or if, if you know him as Savior, but you realize that you really are not pleasing God, that you have a running shoes, but you don't run, or, or you're just not pleasing him by faith, today, each one of us can make that decision. It's not too late. It was 65 years and Enoch walked with God. It implies there that he, did not, he was not walking with God consistently before, but at that moment, Enoch walked with God. We just trust that God would bless his word for his name's sake. Amen. 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 Amen.